I want to welcome you all to today's version of the podcast, which is brought to you by Blackwell Realty and Auction. Uh, this is Business with Two Times, and we're here at the beautiful Blackwell Realty and Office of Trinity Lane in Nashville. And today on the show, we're going to be having Andrew Dicker, who's one of the top real estate salesmen in Middle Tennessee, and also one of my really close personal friends. And I hope you all enjoy. Thank you. Andrew, I want to welcome you to the show today. Oh, thank you for having me. Uh, well, no. <laughs> so basically, we're sitting here talking about what I did yesterday and um, yeah. drove the BMW out a little bit. You saw me out and about I saw in town. You in Eastland Avenue. You didn't see me. I saw you there. <laughs> <laughs> Stalker. <laughs> no, but uh, so have you never heard of bubble tea? Bubble tea, never heard of it. So no. the first time I had bubble tea was uh, when uh, me, uh, mom, dad, and like the whole family were on a family trip to Chicago. And there was this, uh, well, we went to Chinatown. Of course, you can't understand anything there. And we're looking but, at... But oh, Bubble Tea is not a female rapper? It's not a female rapper. Okay. No, that's China doll. You know? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, somebody needs to make that happen. But it, it's like little tapioca balls at yeah. the bottom of like your tea. And like okay. I, I had a chai like milk tea, but it's like chewy... I don't know. They give you like a straw about that big around. Oh, really? And it's okay. like this, like, I don't know. It's, but you, you have chew to on drink it. the tea to get to the good stuff. Yeah. Kind of well, like you drink it from the bottom. So like you're getting one or two tapioca balls with every, like, I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of weird, but like the, the top of it, instead of just doing like a plastic lid, they like seal it on there. So you just poke the straw through and you can't spill it or anything. Oh, gotcha. gotcha. So it's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty That's cool. business 101. Drink the tea to get to the good stuff. folks. <laughs> Business 101. Dropping knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> Good mm. stuff. Uh, so what's your? Uh, so it's about 8 a.m. on this Friday morning, or 9 a.m. What's your day looking like? What, what kind of? How do you set your day up? Uh, so you know, come in in the morning. Uh, try to have a plan. Um, you know, especially this is this is Friday. So usually by Wednesday, I have my Friday, Saturday, sun, uh, Sunday already set up. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times, like, for example, you know, weekends is when you sell. Mm -hmm. um, of course, I'll sell any day of the week, but that's kind of how it pans out with work schedules, things like that. Uh, Monday's a lot of follow-up, so I'm doing follow-up and things that I promised people I'd do over the weekend, mm -hmm. uh, research, that kind of thing. By Tuesday, I'm really starting to push buyers and sellers all over again. So um, it's somewhat structured, and this didn't happen for a while for me. It, it became more structured when... Uh, I just came, became more mindful of it and I became more busy. I had to be more um, efficient. But by Tuesday, I'm really doing that. I'm pushing. Wednesday, I'm still doing that. But now I've, I've got my calendar in front of me by Tuesday and I'm literally just trying to fill in blank spaces. So what am I doing right now here? I can be talking to somebody. I can be meeting with somebody. I can be showing houses here. I'm showing 12 houses here on Saturday. Mm -hmm. Well, what am I doing before that? Or what am I doing after that? Oh, I've got an open house on Sunday. Well, that's not till 2 o'clock. Two so who am I going to show houses to in the morning? Right. Whatever it is. But that's that's my goal is to try to fill up by Tuesday or Wednesday, really have the rest of that week filled up with uh, appointments. Okay. Um, and that's, you know, that's nice to think that way. But right. uh, of course, what it really ends up happening is Monday, somebody's like, well, I want to see 15 houses. I'm in town for two days. And right. Like, All right, cool. Let's do this. <laughs> and then the follow up you're doing while you're in your car. So right. um, hands free, of course. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, no, no. You would never text I and drive. I would never you drive know, with my knee. Especially with those new laws. Or, yeah. No, 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 that shit. Definitely don't drive with my knee uh, with my phone in one hand no. and my iPad in the other hand. No. Would never do that. Writing a letter, holding a baby. Doing in traffic. All that fun, in traffic. Yeah. 
holding a baby. <laughs> I swear, mom used to write a letter and like smack us in the back seat oh, yeah. while we were going. You know, it's just you know, it's things you got to do. Indiscriminate but... smacking too. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, I remember being a kid. It was like no seatbelts. <laughs> and uh definitely no seatbelts and then it didn't matter who was acting up back there we all got hit because my mother wouldn't even turn around she'd just be like just hitting people back behind her <laughs> so oh the 80s oh man. Old days, man you know i wish i was there for that time that's one thing i can say that i'll never be able to do you know it's the 80s yeah especially was... in uh dublin right yeah just uh south of dublin County Wicklow, our thing was basically just, and I'd say everybody from the 80s is the same. It was just uh, get outside, get out of my face right. until the street lamps come on. <laughs> so we were like free kids. Right. Just roaming the street, digging holes. We tried to dig a hole to China at one, at one point. That took about a week until how, we gave it up. How deep did y'all get? Uh, just to about head and shoulders. Really? Kid head and shoulders. Yeah. But that was group effort for sure. Well, how um, so we'd just come in every day, like just covered in muck. <laughs> like, and that would be normal. And did y'all just like have a specific spot that you were like, this yeah, is Yeah, it was a up. lower green, really close to my house in Burnaby Heights. Really? Yeah. And do Look you it up, Google that. Burnaby Heights, Greystones, County Wicklow. It's there. Do you think that if uh, you went back there today, you could actually, like, you know, with the tools and knowledge and the skills that you have now, could you build that hole to China? I could probably do a little bit better of a job. I, here's what I would do. I would quit a lot earlier. <laughs> I'd be like, no, I can't. <laughs> be realistic. You know, <clears throat> yeah. Business 101, part two. Part be realistic. Two. Be realistic. <laughs> Set realistic goals. Know when to quit. Know when to quit. <laughs> <clears throat> so when it comes to like, do you usually at the beginning of the week? Is that when you kind of plan out your appointments, or is it more of like when you come in in the morning? Is that like the first thing? Yeah, that you I mean, do? it's definitely it's it can be organic. You know, I'll, I'll be setting up appointments any day of the week, but but that's what I try to push for is 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 a little bit of structure. It makes more sense. Whereas on Monday, I'm I'm getting back with people. I'm doing that research or that homework that people needed me to do, or or that I told them I'm going to do. And mm -hmm. that's another thing too is I, I kind of take the reins on that. You know, if we look at a house and I know that you're not super interested or you need a little bit of time to think about it, I'm like, here's what we're going to do as next steps. We're going to, uh, I'm going to bring you this information. I'm going to tell you what's going on here. You're going to find out about this. So you have any other questions, mm -hmm. let me know. And then mm -hmm. once we review that, we're going to go look at the house again. Right. Now that we know everything. So kind of what Luke was talking about in the last episode where he uh, is just kind of like, you know, you are in sales, but it's also like managing people. So like ex mm -hmm. managing expectations, you know, yeah. kind of telling them, hey, you know, when the inspection comes back, this could happen or this deal, you know, this could yeah. happen. And just like managing their expectations and having them prepared for it. Is Absolutely. That, I mean, the only thing in in this business that really keeps you sane is managing other people's expectations. Mm -hmm. It's not just about um, taking charge of what, and they want that. I mean, people want you to, to show them the process and, mm -hmm. and control the process, but not only that, like it makes your life a whole lot easier. Right. If you're like, okay, here's what we're going to do for the appraisal. For example, we've ordered the appraisal. Um, that's the one thing in this we can't control. We mm -hmm. can't control appraisers. Sometimes they take 10 days. Sometimes they take two weeks. Yeah. But if I said that from the beginning, then nobody's freaking out after nine days. Right. And I say, well, they actually have a due date back from the lender. Say it's, you know, July 31st. Mm -hmm. Makes 
make sure you think in your mind that that's probably August 2nd. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. <laughs> it's not going to come in on time. Because I don't want that phone call. Right. Well, what's happening? What's happening? It's like, you need to calm down. Just wait till it's reviewed by the lender, whatever yeah. it is. But that's just setting expectations. Right. It's the same as when I go into a listing. I'm like, well, you know, I know you want to try to start on the high end, but this is what it's really worth. Mm-hmm. Let's give it a week at your price, and then let's start getting real about it. Mm-hmm. And that way, when you say, you know, let's drop it 10 grand, You've had that conversation from the very beginning, and they're not like, what the hell? That's 10 grand out of my pocket. It's like, no, that 10 grand didn't exist. Right. So then, you know, just setting expectations, it really just, um, it really just helps you a lot, but then helps them too, because these are people making hard decisions, and they need to be able to make them in steps that make sense for them. Right. And you, you kind of arrange those steps from the beginning. Now, how did you learn how to do that? Like, because, you know, you came from, you know, weren't uh, weren't you a bartender at Mafiosa's? Uh, I bartended here and there. um, Not really at Mafiosa's. I was Mm -hmm. more of a waiter. Okay. Um, I was there for seven and a half years. Um, And that was actually, waiting tables had a lot to do with setting expectations as well. Really? And how how did that kind of? Well, you go to, you know, if it's a busy night and things are taking a little bit longer, um, don't be scared of your tables. Go to your table and tell them. Yeah. Hey, kitchen's running a little bit slower right now, but we're still too full on beers. You want to get another <laughs> round in? Like, you know, just make light of it or just people just need to know. Yeah. I think a lot of people will cower from that and they would just, you know, be hiding in the corner, you know, running food or something and be yeah. like, oh, I don't want to talk to my tables. They're going to be mad at me. Like, they're not going to be mad at you if you just tell them. Yeah. yeah. Like, guys, it, we're running like 45 minutes in the kitchen. Yeah. It's, it is what it is. It's not, they know it's not your fault, but at least you l- let them know. Right. And that's really what your job is as a waiter. Also, as a, in a service industry, and that's what, you know, uh, being a realtor is. It's service. Yeah. And letting people know things up front, the good news and the bad news. Right. You know, I want to know, I want to let people know, and I want to know myself about bad news at 8 a.m. Right. So I have all day to fix it. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people in this business that might tell you something at 5.30 p.m. <laughs> that they've known about all day. Right. It's like on a Friday. It's like, well, how are we going to fix this? Yeah. So, uh, you know, you kind of get over time, you get to know who you really want to work with as mm. far as lenders and things like that. So you can sidestep all of that nonsense. Right. But right. Sometimes people come with their own lenders and you just have to deal with that and it's fine yeah but that's another setting expectation you can do that with a lender up front too like here's what i expect Mm. i I need this done on time i need this i need this communicated when i reach out i need you to come back to me the same day right um and then ask them what they expect from you right and then it's like symbiotic and then you're you're working together yeah um that's usually a good way to do it and that way it's not just all negative now with like Besides managing expectations and mm. like you have put out the time management as well as a huge part, what like, do you have any other like keys or anything that you really trying to been focused on lately to kind of take that next step? Yeah. Um, I think people got a little, excuse me, a little nervous when realtor.com changed its whole game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're called op ed or op something now. Really? Uh, I don't know. They, they kind of outsource their lead generation to, some other company which is a huge mistake and then of course what they're doing is they're trying to get i think 30 percent of whatever commission you get as an office uh from any lead that they give you so i think the the leads are ultra qualified yeah but then they're just they're cutting into your commission which is just crazy yeah especially for people trying to start in this business Mm -hmm. 
um, and you're just giving your capital away. It's and crazy. Yeah, that's a huge percent of the profits right there because you're mm -hmm. still, you know, we're independent contractors, so you still get taxed at the end of the year like a 55, 50%. Yeah, I mean, what if you're giving your office 50%? Yeah. You know, some offices are, are structured that way, and then you're giving Realtor.com another 30. And just for using their leads, not setting up the deals, not doing all, showing all the houses, just exactly. using the leads, you know? Exactly. So it's just it was a bad idea and realtor.com is is owned by the association of realtors so mm -hmm. it was kind of a strange thing for them to do but i don't know how long it'll last we'll see uh but i think a few people were for were very nervous um i think some people expected me to be nervous mm -hmm. i was spending about fifty thousand a year on realtor.com leads mm -hmm. um so that was definitely a wing of my business but Focusing now more on my circle of influence, people that already know me, people that I've already done business with. Um, that's been a huge, huge jump for me. So that's actually takes the stress off a little bit. I'm not just working leads all day long. Um, I do actually generate leads and, and pay for some lead generation websites and things like that. Um, and what I've been doing is try to give them off to newer agents mm -hmm. and let them work that. Because yeah. I did it for years. Yeah. I mean, just all day for years. Um, so I'm, I'm focusing more on the people who already know me and love me and they're going to send me business. Right. Um, so it's more referral based now. So now that they've outsourced it, what do you think that changes for the average realtor? Like, like go, do you think that's going to continue or do you think it's going to be something that has to change because like nobody's going to be making money? Uh, I, yeah, I think it's going to be hard. I mean, obviously I'm used to realtor.com, but there's Zillow, there's Trulia, there's yeah. Redfin, there's all these different lead generation sources. And, and I tell people that are new and they're nervous to do this is to spend some money yeah like the whole purpose of get, especially when you're starting out of, of, of paying for leads is getting people in front of you and at least getting some practice open houses as well that's the thing like people are like i don't know either afraid to do open houses or just don't want to work on a sunday but get out and do that's like if you need a weekend make tuesday wednesday your weekend yeah you know? Because, you know, that's the day that you're, if you're just starting out, you know, and I, I was in real estate for about two seconds, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, just like on those Mondays, too, that's your laying in the groundwork, you know, the stuff that may not be worth $10 an hour at the moment, but could yeah. end up being $100 an hour once it's it comes down to it. The value of, a, of an open house is just huge. I mean, there's so many things you can do surrounding the open house mm -hmm. that's good for your business. You can arrive two hours or an hour early for your open house that you're doing let me silence my phone no, go ahead go ahead <laughs> that's gonna be going <laughs> off every five seconds let me um are we good okay so yeah the open house things all the things surrounding that you can get to the neighborhood an hour early knock on everybody's doors invite them to the open house tell them hey we're doing the, a special promotion just for people that live in the neighborhood uh, for a gift card or whatever it is get your face in front of people let's say you do this open house three weeks in a row and you do that three weeks now the whole neighborhood knows you and they think you're a local expert right they're like oh who's this guy again oh yeah. here's here's andrew again and, and he's up at he's in the same house showing it this week too absolutely and, yeah. and then and then you're sending postcards out to all these people when when it goes under contract right. hey we got that one moved it was great to meet you guys or so whatever like you can just farm one specific area right and become that agent for that neighborhood yeah i mean if you look at i've got one in sugar valley right now and there's i think eight homes listed in there right now 
what if you get what if you had all eight of those <laughs> you know and you're bouncing them all off each other yeah it's just crazy so <laughs> then open house day comes around you're at the open house um there's literally no better way to get your face in front of people right get to know <laughs> them get to like them and here's what you know is you know their price point because mm. they're at your listing right you know uh what they're looking for if they have kids they're probably looking for that school zone yep you know every other house in the area because you've looked them up because you're doing your job properly yeah <laughs> and and a lot with like just having these people come in and just you know you're getting face time with them you get to sell yourself a little bit and yep. it, along with hey you know I, there's a house about you know five doors down i don't even have it listed but you want to go check it out real quick just so you know Absolutely. simple things like that just they're already in shopping mode yep they now some people are going to come for the cookies and the mimosas whatever of course and you can tell you yeah. can tell because usually they'll just tell you right um but you know where these guys uh their time scale looks like they're looking at houses now yep and they you know um you kind of know what their style is because they're looking at what you have a three bedroom two bath with a bonus mm -hmm. room or whatever it is mm-hmm you just know all this stuff about people before they even walk in the door. Right. That's like ideal. And you can capture them. You know that they're free on Sundays because they're out. Mm -hmm. You know, you, all of this stuff, you can capture them just by showing them that you're willing to do the work. So you're like, oh, well, I'm actually here till 4 o'clock. Right. But at 4.30, if you're still free, let's go see this one. Right. You know, and I don't ask people, do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? I mm -hmm. say, let's do this. Let's do that. Right. We can do this. We can do that. And people respond to that. Yeah. I mean, they like it. I, like when you, you know, when you go, you're going out with your wife or your girlfriend and mm. you're trying to figure out where to eat. Yeah. Both of you don't want to make a decision. And if you say, oh, uh, like if you say, oh, do you want to go to Chili's or do you want to go to? I definitely know what I don't want to eat. <laughs> yeah. No. You know what I mean? For sure. So when you suggest something, I'm like, nah, 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 but I don't want to make the decision. And people, that's actually just how people are. It's human nature. Yep. Um, especially when they're feeling like they're trying to relax. If you can put somebody in a relaxed state and show them houses and just provide a service to them and help them make decisions, people love that. Yeah. Because they don't, because the same, it's the same thing. They know what they don't want to live in. Right. But they do want to see what there, what there is out there. Yeah. And, and I think just saying it in a way that's not like, oh, do you want to do this? And leaving the, like the kind of the power up to the person. It's more like it shows me your experience. It's like, hey, let me go show you what this is. It's the real deal. I yeah. know what you want. I know kind of, you know, I, I, I kind of have an idea of what you're trying to do here. So let's go see this. Let's go see this. Put a plan together and let's let's make this work. Let's yeah, see it, it's got a somewhat <laughs> aggressiveness to it, but it's not like it's not aggressive in, in the, the usual sense. It's just it's like it's assertive. So it's mm -hmm. like um, I had an agent talking to me about, you know, what kind of what to say. And I have somebody that's talking about maybe buying real estate blah 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 it's like here's what you do you just go you have that conversation with them and you go all right here's what we're gonna do mm -hmm. tuesday or wednesday are you free we're gonna go have a coffee or do you want to do a beer okay whatever <laughs> whatever right. it is right let's go to your favorite place i'm bringing my laptop we're gonna look at the market together right so what happened then is you're like, here's what we're doing. Yeah, <laughs> like you don't they, have no any choice. Like you get to choose Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah, you're gonna be beer free or one coffee, of those days. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't get to choose <laughs> what we're doing next. And then about you know six beers deep and about fourteen MLS pages in, you have them. They're a friend for, for life. For sure, but you know, and this is this was an agent that was talking about somebody she already knows. Mm -hmm. But still, it's like it's just taking that taking the reins there and just being like, all right, now you're on my 
merry-go-round or right. whatever it is. Right. Ferris wheel. The Ferris wheel. My Ferris wheel. <laughs> <laughs> My fair lady. <clears throat> um, but yeah, that kind of assertiveness goes a long way because I think that's what people are really wanting you for mm-hmm. is is to help them. That's what we do. We help people make hard decisions. So the sooner you can get them to that spot, right. the better for everybody. See, uh, you know, I, I have a little bit of experience in sales, you know, working at Massage Envy, being the uh, you know nice. sales receptionist there. And, uh, you know, I made two sales the six months I was there, the four months or something like that. And out of that experience... I didn't believe in the product that I was selling. So like there would be a $50 facial moisturizer that's supposed to let you have less wrinkles. And these women would come out of their massages and they'd come up and be like, so do you have any products you'd recommend? And I, you know, I don't use any products. I didn't even know anything about these. I'd be like, yeah, this one right here is great and everything. And they'd be looking at it. And and then uh, somebody else would come up and just sell it for me. Like I I, I could have sold it right there and everything, but I didn't care about the product enough to sell it. Mm. And, uh, you know, like I, I really didn't like involve myself in learning the process of selling lotions. Yeah. But when it, and, but you can really see that in realtors too. Like when they really, you can tell like real estate is just like something they're getting into. And I see new agents start all the time that they are here, but they're not like trying to go out and get leads and they're not using their database and stuff. And, and then you see realtors like you, Luke, John, like, you know, y'all all just, you have that aggressive, that experience, but you know what you're talking about and everything. And it, it's very interesting to watch <clears throat> but when when it comes to like you know you went from serving bartending all that stuff straight into real estate you know my dad's team along with Luke Kimball mm-hmm. and everybody what was the biggest like change that you saw um, well I, I kind of remember some of the milestones mm-hmm. um, it's interesting though before I talk about that it's interesting you talk about being passionate about the product you're selling mm-hmm. I'm definitely passionate about the product I'm selling because I'm selling me. Right. <laughs> like, I don't even, like, when we look at houses, I'm not even talking about houses. Right. Like, you know, <clears throat> granite countertops. Yeah, you can see that. Yeah. Well, look at this, like, beautiful open, like, no. Yeah. Nobody wants that anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm actually getting to know you while we walk around a house. Right. And you're getting to know me. And, like, I talk about myself and my kids and I ask them questions about their family and whatever. Right. I'm getting to know somebody. Um, so that's, you know, selling houses is what part of what I do, but really I just kind of solve problems for people. Right. Um, and get to know them, you know, <clears throat> what motivates them and help them get motivated. So does it drive you as crazy as much as it does me watching like HGTV and like those realtors on TV? They're like, Oh, look at this beautiful open space. Well, I like so, <laughs> some of them just like take it really tongue in cheek. And I yeah. love that. Like, they're yeah. like, you know, that's ah, fine. You can put your kids in this sink. Yeah. Or whatever. Like, you know, um, I do like that. So, I mean, yeah, it's it's TV, though. It is. It's just made for TV, so it has yeah. to be, like, <clears throat> but then, like, palatable. I'll, you know? I'll watch y'all pull in the numbers you do, and then I'll go watch, like, a, a show about these two guys going in and flipping a house, spending way too much money on what mm-hmm. they're flipping it for, and, you know, they may not make the profits when they could have just had a crew go in. I watch HGTV, and I watch these flips, and they're talking about this is how much the reno costs, and I'm like, bullshit. <laughs> No way, like... I, th- I think what they're hoping is because they're advertising it on TV, that's what the rent will cost when somebody sees it. They're like, oh my God, they yeah. remodeled... These two people I, I know how they work, too. Like, when you, uh, if you're on that show, you, bu- like, you have three houses that you go to see, but you've already bought the one that you end up with. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, 
I mean, it's all backward. It's just TV. It's just yeah. TV. But the milestone that I was talking about is, I think it was about a year in, so it really kind of started to learn the process at least. Uh, but what changed for me was focusing on the relationship mm-hmm. instead of the sale. Okay. So, and what do you mean by that? Um, instead of just trying to get something from pending to closed, I was I was forging these relationships with these clients and learning that like it's more important what, what I do for them than getting a check. Now, do you think that's a vital part and why <clears throat> you're able to not have to go out and find new, you know, you can help other agents grow by giving them the leads and, but you have the same people that you can kind of go to. Or Absolutely. They, they to trust me. They know they can trust me. They know I, I'll go mm-hmm. above and beyond for them every time. Mm-hmm. So, and that's what I did. I focused on that. So it's okay to lose a deal, but I never lose the client. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, I think I lost a client once. Once? How yeah. did that happen? Uh, she came in, uh, I think she was a walk-in or something. We took her out to a house and we did the home inspection. We nailed that. We did everything perfectly. And then the appraisal came in short. So her attitude was that we lied to her about what the house is worth. And I was like, no, this can really just happen. Mm-hmm. Some appraisers don't know what they're doing. Here's all the comps that we showed you when, when you got into this thing. Right. She just didn't, didn't trust the process after that. And it can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, resold that house again to another client within 24 hours. It was hot. Really? Uh, I think Diana Keys had it listed. And was it, where was it at? Um, what is that? Is it? it's up near Coles Ferry okay uh, I can't remember the name of the neighborhood but it's it was up there we sold it within 24 hours and then the appraisal came in uh, three grand over asking on the new deal are you serious yeah did you get to like call her and be like <laughs> I should so. not have <laughs> but, but I did I just shot her a text and I was like hey just wanted to let you know that you know <laughs> that it was very unfortunate that your appraisal came in short and right. it can happen um but we did get that house resold for, and the appraisal came in three grand. Now did you end? I was I was dig I was young, <laughs> I was digging that. <laughs> did you end it with I told you so? Dot dot I, dot. I, like, that <laughs> was based, I might as well have. I might as well have. That was terrible, but. I mean, know. you know, sometimes it's granted. I like, just you, uh, you, you know, you're experimenting with stuff. You yeah, know, when you're yeah. getting in, first getting into the business, you're trying <laughs> to figure out who you are. I guess. <laughs> I'm the guy that'll twist the knife a little bit. <laughs> <clears throat> Why not? Why not? Hey, if you're gonna be that guy, you may as well lean into it. You know, I, I think. Yeah, I, was, I, I would never do that now. But I, at the time, I was like, it's probably a good idea. Yeah, no, it's totally make me feel know, better about myself. I don't know how many times Luke had a moment like that where he's like, oh, this, you know, I'm gonna snap on Facebook real quick. That sounds oh, like yeah. a great idea. Shoot, man, I don't even talk on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I can't get on there. I'll put something engaging, something funny, something about my kids or something right um that's it i don't talk now do you find yourself looking at memes a lot like you know going through like well i just i'll scroll through and uh, i'll even plan out a response to somebody right and then delete it or just not even post it like just i don't wade into any of that right. it's all crap yes it is it's all and, crap and it's, there's literally just a group of people except whoever. for my facebook posts yeah. <laughs> awesome oh yeah my facebook posts are all gems 10 out of uh, 10 you know? informative They're very knowledgeable oh very knowledgeable a um, lot of pictures of me looking all you know dark and mysterious i dare say you know? sexy maybe oh, a maybe, little sexy. oh maybe a little sexy maybe. not too much let's not get crazy <laughs> 
Well, what I mean is the the uh, constant roll of opinions. Yeah. Just I, like nobody's meant to have their opinions voiced. Every, like, I don't need to know. <laughs> I don't need to know Stalin everybody's. Over here. I don't need to know everybody's what they're thinking all the time. Or oh, what are you eating today? Post. You know your phone eats if first. If he dies, he dies. <laughs> <laughs> like I, if somebody were to pass away, I'm not gonna go to their Facebook to see what their political opinion was. For that well, this day. is the thing. I think people will see something that will evoke an opinion, um, and it's just human nature to have an opinion um, uh, on Facebook. And then people will scroll through the the um, comments to figure out how they feel about it. Yep. It's like, how about you just don't read the comments yeah. and figure out what you feel about it? And if you don't feel anything about it, that's fine too. Right. Because that's where I'm at. <laughs> well, well, that's how like journalism is changing too. Because like you don't even have to be credible to like post your opinion or like something that. Oh, not at all. Like not even a little bit. Like yeah. the, there's been multiple like articles that the New York Times have been busted with having no factual research behind theirs, and like it's just yeah. like now because it's you have to push out information so fast that there, it's like there was a news story going around from I think Channel Two or something that um, there was a fentanyl laced uh, marijuana found in Middle Tennessee. And then, like, two days later, they retracted the story. <laughs> the retraction of a story doesn't get a whole lot of traction oh, no, on no, Facebook. No, so that story, they'd already retracted it. The story was still going around for another week after that. And they were like, oh, sorry about that. That's not real. I'm right. Like, well, like, you know, real? the actual post will be 30 times bigger. And then a week later, the retraction's on the bottom right corner. Like, oh, by the way, this. <laughs> the Ministry of Truth, man. Yeah. 1984. George Orwellian. Now, have you seen all this stuff about uh, the, the rating of Area 51? Uh, amazing idea. <laughs> Are you going to uh, get your own personal alien to take home? With I you will watch. You'll watch. <laughs> from the comfort of my <clears throat> phone, basically. My, th my thing is, like, I don't think they even have to gun all those people down, you know? You just have to close the doors. Like, what are they going to do? Well, never. Nobody's ever been... Well, Ray, I think Rachel... Is it Rachel, Arizona? Population, like, 18 people or something? Yeah. There's no facilities there. Mm -mm. There's nowhere to stay. Nope. A million people showed up. They would literally have to camp out. They apparently like, they had a traffic jam back in like the nineties or something that was like historic for them and it was like five hundred cars, like yeah. four hundred cars or something. Yeah. It's <laughs> logistically just doesn't work. That's no. why it is where it is. Yeah. Um but even mm -hmm. if they did I mean, I think they're private contractors. Uh what are they called? Camo dudes. Mm -hmm. Camo dudes are private contractors and not, they don't work for the military. Really? Yeah, they're just Well, there's a uh, kind of a thing like uh you know, have you seen the Bob Lazar like oh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. uh you know, there's it's kind of rumored that it's owned by private industry and that even like our top like government agents don't even have access to it. So it could just be a total private industry owned, you know, with the government help, but yeah. You know. <clears throat> but I secret for a reason, but I I do you know if aliens um did appear they'd probably need somewhere to live. So yeah. I'm ready for you. <laughs> I'm coming home with my own personal Let's one. Go. <laughs> now, do you think um, <clears throat> it's just, you know, the whole idea that they can't stop all of us, you know, like the, the whole raid of Area 51 yeah, is like, I want to see how fast they could mow down that many I people. mean, are they yeah. showing up armed? Is that part of the plan? Uh, I don't think they're showing up armed. I think they're just rushing the facility. Well, that's like, really stupid. Yes, it is. It's like D-Day. <laughs> Like, Ru like running into your own. Death. Have you seen either you've uh, seen Saving Private Ryan or played Medal of Honor? Medal of Honor. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you just get milled down like blah, 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 like yep. dreams shattered. <clears throat> like I get well, I mean, they could take out a million people. Yeah. Like with just a few people. I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure that they're. 
like they wouldn't have to use bombs or anything. I'm sure you put especially with alien spaceships, they could just go. Yeah, if you got alien spaceships, there this should be no problem. It'd be like, like uh, one of those games on your phone. <laughs> like, and you're dead. Right. And you're dead. And you're dead. And you're dead. And you're dead. It's like yeah. an opening scene to Call of Duty or something. Just like yeah, just, just bah, 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 too bah, easy. Just, yeah, just letting people. World have War it. Z. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I can see it happen. I it hope it does happen. I think it would be an amazing thing to watch, and uh, I don't think they would kill a bunch of people. I, I don't think they would either. But I, I honestly don't think that we have the equipment to like break into the facilities. Like it's five feet, you know, titanium walls, and then a lot of their facilities are in hidden in mountains and like yeah, that's the y- thing. Yeah, uh, Area Fifty One is probably just a decoy anyway. Yeah, like they're the real facilities. The real aliens are in Washington. <laughs> Or Colorado, I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, Andrew, I want to thank you for coming on today's show, man. Yeah. This, this has been absolutely wonderful. Yeah. I, I <laughs> hope you got some sort of value out of it. I don't know. I usually do talk on a tangent, so <laughs> get me to focus on business is and hard. I'm but. the exact same way. I hop around from subject to subject. But uh, yeah. this has been another episode of Business with Two Times. You can uh, actually follow us on Spotify, YouTube, and Anchor. And if uh, if you have any inquiries, just hit me on my website, and y'all have a wonderful day. Yeah, as they say, uh, like that smash button and uh, subscribe to that notification bell or something yeah like that smash button and then uh go ahead and get on andrew's and uh facebook myspace myspace (laughs) be his top five Uh, musicv2.com look that up go ahead and find me on tinder